Well, it's Thursday, beautiful people. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. Happy Thursday. Happy birthday, Jackie Buster. Jackie Buster does not listen to this show, not one bit. But happy birthday, Jackie Buster. And if y'all know Jackie Buster, she is a New Haven treasure. Not only is she smart and beautiful, um, but she has one of the most giving spirits of anybody I know. And y'all know, I know a lot of giving people. I mean, just in my own personal circle, everybody's a giver. Um, so we celebrated her birthday at Weeds last night. <laughs> she loves this place, so we love it too. <laughs> then I've got no food up in that place. So she brought some food in, some chicken. You know how we do with chicken. We'll bring some chicken to something. So it was good to celebrate her birthday with the peoples that I know, who I don't see that much. You know, uh, Kermit Carolina, Mike Jefferson, to see them too much you know uh so it was nice to see them uh it was nice to see them uh it was a good party we hung out drank a little something something and then took our little black asses home it was good it was a good party you know ife and i were there opal was there Kay, charmaine charmaine um it was nice it was really, really nice. Really, really nice. So I had a good time. Uh, such a good time. And uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's where we are. It's Thursday. It is Thursday. I'm catching up coffee with um, uh, Rob Morris from Love 146 this morning uh, because, you know, I have such. Uh, an affinity for love 146 which is you know what they try to do is eradicate um human child human trafficking and sexual exploitation and you know they have my heart and mind uh around that work and uh and whatever i can do to help i want to help so they've been vetting me for their board for quite some time and uh and that that'll probably be uh, my last commitment to a board if they'll have me um after that, because I'm coming off a couple of boards in the next year or so. Uh, uh, so I, I, this might be my last little commitment to a full circle moment, which I'm happy to sort of uh, take on. Uh, so here we are. So we'll see. But anyway, we just have some coffee to catch up. We're going to catch up. Uh, and hey, I hope you have opportunity to go see. Um, barbecue i'm in it so <laughs> but you got to figure out where i am <laughs> some of y'all will get it right away some of y'all not so much but i check it out uh, i just gotta figure out when i could go so i'm gonna um i'm gonna go see it uh I, this weekend might be a good weekend or next weekend i don't know i have to figure it out uh i gotta look at my calendar get back to them and let them know when i could come uh, I, but I don't, I don't need to be there to be in it that I will give you that riddle. So I, I want everybody to go see and figure it out. Just go on the strength that I'm inviting you. Be like that witch said she was in this play. I'm looking, I'm looking, where she at? Oh, just keep looking. <laughs> My sister birthday is coming up. Hello, hello, hello. 
Low is going to be 50. What are you going to be? 50, 57? <laughs> I'm three years older than her. So, yeah. Because I'm, I'm 59. So she's, what am I? 50, uh, yeah. So she'll be, she'll be turning 57. Uh, yeah. So I want my siblings to live a long time. Hey, Robert at the, at the department of public works. Hey, public work folks for frontliners, frontline of defense for all things, um, public safety. <laughs> How y'all doing? Uh, so yeah, I want my siblings and all of us to, to grow old together and, uh, and gracefully. So, you know, that's what I want. So we'll see. That's, that's the goal to live long and prosper. So anyway, uh, I've got to get on my fitness tip. I was at the doctor's yesterday and, uh, my, my, uh, drug therapy is going well and, uh, it's going well. We're going to increase and next week, uh, uh, for the next four weeks and see, uh, what, what results that'll bring us. There you go. <laughs> We, we, we trying to, we trying to live long and prosper people. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. I'm just having a glass of water this morning. Cause I need it. Cause I, I feel a little sluggish this morning. Like ugh, I had plans, but I, plans were thwarted. So I've come to the realization that, uh, I've got to make some changes, some Deep, steep changes. But before that, we're 35 days away from Marrakesh. Baby, I done saw the details for the party. Mm. This is going to be, this is some next level-ish. <laughs> I, I even for me, it's next level. <laughs> if you don't be there, you going to miss it. And it's going to be one people will talk about. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. I'm telling you. You think people are still talking about the daggone parade party that I had during the pandemic or the champagne and cupcake party on the porch. You think people are still talking about that? Well, Marrakesh. And you know, what happens in Marrakesh going to come back. <laughs> you might see some. It's going to be so good. I know people are going to stream some damn video. They're going to stream it. And I might Facebook Live it just because there are some folks that I adore and love who, who cannot come. So so they might be worth streaming it so they feel like they have a taste of it. I don't know what the time difference is, but I know it's going to be ridiculous. So, But anyway, you know, when you stream something, it's, it lives on. So that's what I'm talking about. So it'll be I mean, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. I, I might even change my mind and get it on a camel. I doubt it. Doubt it highly. Doubt it seriously. But you never know. You know, when you're in Marrakesh, do as the Marrakeshians. <laughs> Woo! I know Paul Bass is out there in these streets about to run up on some unsuspecting citizen asking them, what is the word on the street, Baba? Uh, and uh, 
I'm telling you. So we we have plans to compile all the word on the streets into some kind of, you know how you have humans of New York, but we're going to have word on the street in New Haven. We're going to call it something. We're going to put it together and we're going to make it happen. We're going to just self-publish it. Like, Paul, we could do this. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it, do it, do it, fluid. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. So, yeah. So I went to Target. You know, I haven't been to Target all year. All year. And I'm not talking about like 2023. I mean, I haven't been in Target since early part of 2022. And so I was in there yesterday. And, you know, Target is so seductive. I, I swear to God, they must pump Poppy into that place. <laughs> And by poppy, I mean cocaine. <laughs> it has got to be some kind of something that they pump into the air that just makes you, you go in there thinking, I'm going to buy one damn thing. And next thing you know, $300 later, you're like, oh, well, I needed these drapes. I need, I needed this bowl. <laughs> I did pretty good, but I, I, I did pick up some cards because they carry the, uh, the papyrus line which I love and it's so expensive, but I love the Papyrus line. And there's a, there was a, there's a Papyrus store in, uh, in West Farms mall, but you know, I don't, I don't get to West. I haven't been to West Farms mall in a couple of years. And, uh, and I should have stopped when I was coming back from somewhere uh, a while ago. Uh, I should have just ran up in there because I could have went to the Papyrus store and just bought all the things, but target carrots and Papyrus line, and and it's such a beautiful, they have such beautiful things, you know, stationary. And I'm a paper junkie. I'm a junkie, junkie anyway. So, I mean, by the looks of how I live in a storage cube now, storage cube slash dorm. Um, yeah. So, so I was in there tooting around. I went in there for something. Oh, I had to get, oh, and they carry the loom, Lumi deodorant which I did not know because I was about to go online and order the thing. I still going to order the thing because I think it's cheaper to order online, the little pack, but they had the deodorant. So I bought the deodorant, which is like $15, uh, but it's fine. Cause I, I wanted to try it because I have such a hard time um, uh, uh, using deodorant for long periods of time because I just get, uh, uh, I have such sensitive skin, which is, crazy because i'm not i don't have sensitive skin to a lot of things but there are certain things that just you know eat me up so anyway i wanted to try the lumi deodorant so i bought the unscented and i'm a sucker for anything that's peony rose scented i don't like smelling like food like i don't like smelling like chocolate i, I kind of like smelling like chocolate but i don't like smelling like food do you know how the uh the philosophy people have all the food smelling lotions and potions and body washes i don't like that I don't like smelling like cupcakes and buttercream. I, I don't I don't like that. But I do like florals. I am a girl for florals and sandalwood and night blooming jasmine, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they had a peony floor, uh peony rose scent. And I was like, oh shooky shooky, yeah, I'm getting that. So I got it. So anyway, I walked out of Target hundred dollars later. <laughs> I went in there for two damn things. I bought a gazillion cards. And you know, Papyrus cards, like five, six dollars a clip. Ugh! I need to make my own damn line of cards. 
someday i'm getting around to it see if i had an artist studio where i could craft then i would do all the crafty things i always wanted a place where i could craft i have no room in this apartment to craft i need a stationary tower you know a, a desk that can hold all my my beautiful collection of stationery. I have no place to put any of that stuff. I, I have a, a arm a, 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 a hutch, which I could probably move some books out of a couple of shelves and put all my, my letterhead and stationery in there with stamps and the whole thing and trick it out. That might work. We'll see how that goes. I'll give that some real thought, you know. Uh, but now it's time to, you know, this is just challenging to sort of, come into a space that I, I I'm not happy in you know it doesn't make me I'm grateful to have a roof over my head trust me believe me believe you me uh, but it's it's I'm not living in the way that I want to utilize the space I find I still find that a great uh, a source of great deal of, of anxiety and I want to paint and I'm going to order some paint because I gotta I, I cannot go another year with this with this looking like I just can't do it so I have to figure out something. You know, I this was not the dream I had for my space, and I feel uh, uh, troubled by it in a, in a lot of ways. And so I have to do something about it, and I have to figure that out because it's I, this is year I'm is going into year four, and uh, and I I just can't I can't have another year of this like this. You know, I want I want the whole space to be a space where I can entertain, and I can't I can't do it. I can't do it the way in its in its current uh, way. So, so I'm thinking about that. I think I'll put more attention on it, you know, on top of all the other things that are vying for my attention, like LSAT and just all the things. Uh, all the leaves are brown and the sky is blue. I don't know. I I I, know, I think I know this song. Is that California Dreaming? I think, right? All the leaves are brown. I think that's what that's called. Uh, Anru is going to be on uh, at ten fifteen. So all y'all get yourselves ready because I know you like to listen. Uh, I know you do because y'all stop me every time y'all see me. <laughs> <laughs> oh all the leaves are brown and the sky is gray there we go if i was in l.a I, love, I don't it just that song just spoke to me this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. <laughs> it just spoke to me. You know, you wake up sometimes and there's a song that just is in you. That's the song. I think it's because of the day. The day is sort of uh, uh, gray, and uh, the leaves are not blooming. So it just, I just, I'm just in this California dreaming mindset. Uh, and you know, uh, if I was in LA, I'd be at all the vegan spots because LA has probably more vegan spots per capita than any other city in this in the country. Every time I turn around, somebody's opening a new vegan spot in California, in LA, no less. So yes, that part. I, I want to go to New York just so I could go eat a slutty vegan. 
I I do. I wanna I wanna go to go to New York uh, just to eat a slutty vegan. And the lines are always at the door. Hey, my favorite restaurant in Harlem. One of my favorite restaurants in Harlem, uh, seasoned vegan is closing. Well, they were having issues with the landlord. The landlord, I guess, want to raise the rent. You know, these landlords are such scoundrels. Such scoundrels. Anyway, um, so they're they're moving to another location, but it, it they won't offer all the things that they offer in the site where they are now. It's going to offer a few things. So it sounds like they're going to be like a little takeout spot. Uh, that's unfortunate because that's such a good place to go eat and 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 have vegan fare and have soul 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 food vegan fare which is you know and those pecan sandy cookies that they make are to die for mm. i hope they continue those or at least sell the damn recipe and let me mess around with it i'm I, i'm not kidding you mm, 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 mm. just thinking about them damn cookies just makes my heart go fast <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell you this. So what you know, uh I used to tell Andrew after a date, I used to say, Oh, this is what I had on a date. <laughs> and he was he's like, There's a pattern, Babs. I, I don't think these dates go well because all you do is talk about the food. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I was like, you know, we went at this restaurant. I had this, this, this. He's like, well, how was the day? I was like, oh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been on a on a on a really incredible date. All the incredible dates that I've been on in the last nine years have been with Andrew. Have been the dates that we've gone on together. They've just been amazing. Ones that he's curated, ones that I curated. It's been amazing. I, I don't I don't know how to find that out there in the world because I people are so uninteresting and dull and no imagination and everybody's so afraid to be imaginative and I I need imaginative I just need imaginative so it's very challenging to sort of not have that you know and I and I think we he and I work so well together because we both like that kind of stuff or i don't i don't know if he liked it. i mean i think he liked it but he always met he always met the 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 occasion he always met the not a challenge but he always rose to the occasion so it was always like he's actually he started it <laughs> he started it and i just sort of i just sort of met his level of of this is how i roll and so that's how i roll so we just always had that in common you know, highly romantic people. So he would have a, he would curate something romantically. I would curate something romantically. It, it's, and it's still, and we're still those people. So, so while I'm out there in the world looking at potential people, I, I'm just unimpressed. That's really what I want to say. I'm unimpressed. <laughs> so, so many men are so, just boring and dull and uninteresting. Do you know what I mean? And think that what's between their legs is the most exciting thing about them. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Seriously, that's what you're going to go. You're going to leave with that. I'm 60 years old. I've done seen all level of things. 
No, <laughs> that is that is probably the least. That's probably the the most uninteresting thing about you. Huh. Anyway, I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> I know because I was trying to figure out why I cannot stand dating, and that's why because I meet too many people who are uninteresting. And and I I don't mean that unkindly. I don't say that to say I'm so interesting. But at the end of the day, by by all accounts, I'm always willing to try to be interesting. Like I I try to live into what I imagine I want in romance. Like I try to live the romance that I want. I live it. So it's hard when you meet people and they have no sense of anything about them. You know, they're dull. I I spent, I was at a cocktail party last 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 the last summer talking to this brother who I was attracted to. And all he could go on about was what he what he what he doesn't like to do. I, you know, I just finally rolled my eyes and walked away. <laughs> I was like, now that now a younger version of myself would have considered that a challenge. I would have saw that as a challenge, and I was like, oh, let me show him and let me woo him. Girl, I listen, I rolled my eyes and walked away. I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave him to somebody who's ninny-headed as he is. <laughs> it was just an, I was just standing there, and I'm thinking, you are an idiot. You're standing here in front of me who is amazing, lovely, and just talented, and you are going on about what you won't do and how getting home and, oh, my God, it was just, and I thought, you are a simp. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just, I just, you know what? I, and so, so then he became very unattractive. Do you know what I mean? Just, he just became unattractive. So I just like, let me walk away from this. Cause it's an, he's just going to get on my nerves and I don't have the energy to, no, don't ask for my phone number. <laughs> just say, let me, let me save you. 90 days because <laughs> because because i'm i don't want to spend 90 days dodging you so let's let's not even get out the gate how about that oh i tell you so many dull and uninteresting people out there and i don't say that to say that i meet somebody and they have to entertain me i'm not this not about entertainment i don't i don't need to be entertained i entertain myself I know how to entertain myself, but come with some level of curiosity about the world, about books, about films, about theater, about art. About Come with some curiosity about something, something that you would like to ponder. Do you know what I mean? Like if there's an art, some art that you want to see somewhere, let's go do that. And then and then have very esoteric conversations about what we just saw. It don't have to be deep. <laughs> oh God, where you know, you know, all the interesting men are gay. <laughs> all the all the interesting men that I know are just gay. And and hella fun. Just fun. All all the all the men that I know who are interesting are gay. And uh that's a shame. Not that they're gay, but that they're the only ones that are interesting. You know, heterosexual men don't seem to be, a lot of them don't seem to be interested because they don't want to be perceived as anything other than masculine and macho and stupid. And so 
it it makes it hard for uh, uh for women for for those of us who are conscious aware woke whatever uh centered in self all the things we we just can't uh, we 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 end up dimming our light dumbing down and just laughing at stupid things that men say because uh they can't appreciate our brightness they can't appreciate our spark they can't appreciate i mean it's just so many things <sighs> except there are a few men who are interesting and lovely and fabulous like my like my my dear friend andrew who you know who showed up like that who is interesting and have great curiosity that i think that's probably why i'm so attracted to him because he has such great curiosity about the world and i i find that attractive i find that more attractive than than looks and abs and all that i i don't have i'm fat so i don't and and I don't say because I'm fat that I think I I I don't find fit men attractive. No, I'm not saying that either. I'm saying that that is not the measure. The measure is I I like men who are curious about things, um, but not like in a serial killer bomb making kind of way. I don't mean that. I mean curious about they want to do stuff. They want to you know they don't want to just play house. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want a man who just wants to play house. I damn sure am not a uh, wifey material. I, I don't even want that handle on my name. You know, uh, I don't I don't even want that. But I want I do like men who are curious, some energy. They have their own thing going on. I find that attractive that a man could say, you know, I'm going to hang out with my boys. We're going up to wherever, whatever. We're going to go do this thing, that thing. Because that's what I'm going to say. My girlfriends and I, we're going to go rent the glass house. We're going to hang out for a weekend. We'll be back. Do you know what I mean? Now I stick your lips out and be like, damn, your friend, you do a lot with your friends. Like, I see, I can't hear that kind of talk. <laughs> I can't, I, and I, I damn sure can't plan stuff for people all the time. Like, I can't be the number one planner of things. I was a curator of all the dates. I can't. I don't want to be that person either. Like every every interesting thing that we do is because I kick it off. Do you know what I mean? And and all you want to do is get tickets to the Knicks, which I dig, but that can't be the fall. Like that can't be the only thing that we you you gotta curate something, bro. <sighs> just saying. So yeah, there's just too many uninteresting. And that's why, and that's why women my age. Uh, you know, those of us who are seasoned, we we don't we can't find good men. We just can't find them because they're sloth like. They're sloth like. They're lazy. They're set in their ways. They don't have no sense of adventure. And and we have lots of ad sense of adventure. You know, we want to just like change clothes. Let's go. I don't I don't want to have to be with a band. It's like oh I have to do oh no. <laughs> I just can't. So, so this is why I purse my lips and I don't, I don't worry about it. I don't, I don't feel lonely. I don't feel desperate. I'm not thirsty and, uh, and I'm not longing for, uh, a relationship. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely not longing. I, I did a lot of examination around this. And I think this is why I love, love, love Andrew and spending time with Andrew because, uh, I, it's on my own terms. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's on my own terms, and, and I and I and I, I I like that. You know, I like that. I don't I don't know if I ever find that again. I'll never say never. 
because adventure awaits around the corner and fortune favors the bold. So, you know, I never know who I'll meet. I could walk around the, I could walk into somebody, walk into pistachios today and meet the great love of my life. So I'm open to that. Like, I don't say all this to say that I'm not open. I'm very much open, but you have to come with some curiosity, some sense of adventure, some keen intellect and, 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 and a desire for uh, supporting artistic expression. That seriously, you can't be stupid. You can't be a sloth. You can't be a Neanderthal and you can't be closed minded. Do you know what I mean? And, and so when I talk to men and I talk to men fairly often, you know, I, I, I put things out there just to get a sense of where their head is. And if I hear a hint or an ounce of stupidity, I do not go further. I do not. I'm not in the convincing business. I cannot con- convince grown men how to think and be in the world. I'm not doing that work. I, I don't take on a challenge like that. Nope. I'm not chasing you. I'm not doing any of that mess. Nope. If you want to see me, you know, my number works. I'll call you and text you one or two times. And if I get, if I met with some foolishness, do you know what I mean? Then that I already know. I don't, I don't second guess it or, or challenge it. I don't make excuses for, well, he didn't call me back. So he must be, oh, blah. I don't know. I don't even, I don't do that anymore. I don't make those excuses for people. No, he's not calling me back because he does not wish to call me back. That's it. Now I could be wrong and he could be like working or whatever, whatever, whatever. But I know something about communications because I am in the communication game and nobody could ever say that I don't communicate well because I do. (laughs) I don't mince words. I don't talk in metaphor. I speak very plainly and 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 keenly so i give you my number you say oh i'll give you a call then you know you get round to me you get round to me i'm not waiting <laughs> and i'll get back to you my whole voicemail is hey i'll get back to you or call me back if you don't if i if if too much time goes by and i didn't respond call me back we're all busy we all busy. We all busy. We all busy. We all busy. I get it. But I'm not too busy to sort of make time for l'amour toujours l'amour. <laughs> I mean that. <laughs> so <sighs> come with some curiosity, bro. That's why I, I like, you know, gay men are so attractive to me, you know, because they just, they just, so a, a majority of them, they're just interesting. You know, they don't, they don't, they're not, they're not ruled by convention. You know, they're not afraid, you know, they maybe have some other issues. Yes, of course, but all my gay friends, when I see them out, when we hang out, it's always nice. I was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. This kind of, you know, this kind of vibe, you know, they know how to good, they know, they know how to have a good time, you know, and, and they are impeccably dressed. <laughs> Hey, Paul Bass. Good morning, Babs. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm on foot, en route this morning with Mona Lisa and her husband. I'm sorry? Ronald. Ronald and their grandson. Granddaughter. Granddaughter. They're getting their steps in and they're heading to stop and shop on Chapel. 
Good morning. I'm How you Willie doing? Avenue. Oh, go, yeah, going to Willie. How are you? We're crossing St. Ray's. There's Good morning. The Hi, Beth. How are you? So what's the word on the street, Mona Lisa? What is the word on the street? You know, I usually don't be out in the street. Uh, Only when um no snow. Yeah, no snow. No snow. <laughs> we are, we are so that happy one. there is no no snow this winter. Woo. It's been an awesome winter. That's the word. Yeah. Now you're out here this morning with your granddaughter. Mm -hmm. How often are you with your granddaughter? Well, we're with our granddaughter twice a week. My daughter works from home Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But on Tuesdays and Thursdays, she got to go in office. And when she does that, I babysit for the baby. But she's oh, nice. starting a new job next week, and I'm going to have the baby every day. Every day. So how are you feeling about it? <laughs> Nervous. Yeah, I'll Ron? spoil her. Uh -huh. <laughs> now, do you do it together? Because I'm... Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not just you babysitting. No, no, no. Yeah. No, we do it together. We like to take our daily walk with the baby, especially when the weather's great, which it has been all winter long. We, we take our walk. And then what, so is that, uh, what time did you start taking care of the baby this morning? Oh, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. And what have you done morning. so far before the walk? Um, well, of course, uh -huh. you know, get her the feeder, change uh -huh. her, let her roam and rule the house. How old is she? <laughs> She's one years old. Oh, what's her name? Her name is Kalea. All right. Mm -hmm. There's Kalea. Oh, Kalea's up. All right. Oh, yes. Say hi. Hi, Kalea. Yes, there you go. So what are you getting at Stop Shop today? Um, my, my my husband here loves shrimp, so we're going to go get some shrimps and <laughs> snacks for the baby. And then um, do you go every day or is this like a week show? We basically go every other day. Because you got to carry it. Yeah, we're going to carry it right there. Mm -hmm. And how far do you start from? I live over here on Derby Avenue at the Burger Building. Oh, the Burger Building. Mm -hmm. How are things there? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. You know, there's a lot of activities starting, you know, after, since the pandemic is basically over. You know, we're doing a lot of socialization. I um, I host karaoke on Fridays. Tell me about that. Oh God, we have a ball. You know, try to, I try to get everybody in the building to participate, and you know, those that do participate get small prizes. You know, so just get them out there. Is there a community zone. room there? Yeah, there's a community room. So when did you start it after COVID? Like how long? Oh wow, it took a while. They just thought uh, they just really opened back up. Maybe not to say about four months ago. That's all. Four months ago, four or five months ago, they started opening up the community room for, you know, for the community, for the building. And we have, we do different things there. And what's your role? Just as someone who lives there and you organize? Yeah, well, I do, the, like I said, I host karaoke every, you know, just different tenants do different things. So um, a knitting class just started uh, Monday. So I, I'm into knitting now. I have, Are you I'm run learning. that class? You just go? I just go. Yeah, yeah. And um, did you have the karaoke before the pandemic also? No, no, no. So this is something new. I just moved in the building three years ago, right when pandemic began. So. Oh, so you're meeting some of the neighbors for the first time? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, or did you, you know, it's like before? more of a socialization setting, yeah. Just, you know, the neighbors. And are most of the people, zone. <laughs> are most of the neighbors at Burger elderly, like in the old days? They are elderly, and um, a lot are also... Uh, has some sort of physical challenges that they live with. So whatever. And are you retired? Physical. Yes, I am retired. And what did you do for a living? I used to drive buses. Oh, I used right. to drive buses and trucks. So you like people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And your, does your daughter live with you? Oh, no, no, no. My daughter has her own home. Uh, she graduated with a bachelor's from Albert uh, and Magnus. So now she has her own home that she purchased. So. And what she do for a living? Oh, she works for Yale Finance Department. 
And here's her new job in the same department. Uh, her new job is still with Yale, but I don't know. She, she uh, kind of, uh, she didn't, she works at the financial building downtown, mm -hmm. the tall one next to City Hall. But she said that there was no opportunity for growth. So she, you know. Got different Yale job. Yeah, so she started different Sounds department. like you're now proud of her. A managerial, uh, manage, a management position. I'm very proud of her. And, you know, she's my only daughter. I got five sons and one girl. And I'm proud <laughs> of all of them. Where did you raise them? Well, here. I raised them here. Um, now they live, majority of them live in Atlanta, Georgia. One's a police officer. Wow. Um, one is an active Marine who's been active Marine now going on 14 years. And um, one owns his own window cleaning business. One is uh, works for regional manager for Wells Fargo in Atlanta. And um, yeah, so I'm pretty, and one is a computer software engineer. And he lives wow. in um So you must be Carolina. proud of all these successful kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now you're going the next generation with the granddaughter. Yeah. And what's that like? Are you guys close? I got 14 grandkids. 14? Yeah, 14 grandbabies. And is she the special one you spend more time with? Her? Yeah, yeah, because a lot of my grandkids live out of state. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all out of state. She's the only one in state. Now, it sounds like you're a very no. social person, no? Huh? You seem like a very social person. Oh, yeah, I am. You do the karaoke. I, 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 have, you like I, have, I have a pleasant personality. I am outgoing. You know, I know that. <laughs> Everyone tells me that. And but. what happens when if you guys are done shopping? What are you going to do after that? Oh, well, we're going to walk back. You know, this is a two-mile trek that we do. So mm -hmm. we're going to walk back and, you know, she'll probably be asleep by then. So we're going to let her lay down and watch TV, relax a little bit. Hopefully the sun will come out or get warmer. All right. You know, Babs, do you have any questions for Mona Lisa? Oh, no. She just made my day with all that energy. Yeah, all that energy. You do have the yes, energy. They do she say that I have a lot of energy, positive energy. That's that's the ticket. All right. That's I'm going to get a nice photo of the whole family and then let them get to their stop and shop. Unless Babs has any more questions. No. Have a nice day and enjoy the baby. Thank you so much. I like your glasses. Those oh, are thank you. I like yours too. <laughs> thank you. Thank well, this you. is Paul and Ron and Mona Lisa signing off from Chapel Street on WNHH New Haven's home for community radio. Well, that was great. We, what's somebody, I'm telling you, New Haven is chock full of amazing, interesting people. You know, just amazing people. And, uh, and she looked like she would run karaoke <laughs> so so you know I, there's always somebody who is willing to be cruise director right who is willing to be cruise director and she looks like she might be the cruise director so high five burger building let me tell you something about the burger building uh we deliver the inner city newspapers over there and they will call me uh directly when they don't get them papers <laughs> They they call me and then I got to run them over there, because uh, they they are dead serious about that about that uh, that newspaper and and it makes me feel good that they notice it when it's not there. Do you know what I mean? Like they notice it. So anyway, such is life. That is life. That is life. It, it is a little bit overcast today, right? Not as not as pretty as it was yesterday, but you know it's a good indication that good weather is on its way. It is on its way. So before you know it, it'll be a lovely day, a string of lovely days, a string of lovely days. 
<laughs> one right after the other. One right after the other. So, yeah. So to, uh, I have another day that's kind of full, but not ridiculously full. So I, I get to ease into, uh, and like Thursdays are my Fridays because we, we put the paper to bed on Wednesdays. So Thursdays, I've got a little bit of freedom, a little bit of leeway to, to, to you know, to be out and about and doing the kinds of things that I want to be doing. Uh, so that's a nice, a nice, uh, a nice, a nice thing on Thursdays. And then Fridays is just, you know, uh, more of the same, you know, whatever I need to uh, whatever I need to do to catch up or prepare, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all she wrote for that. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming up, though. Oh, uh, make sure you I think the exhibit is still up at Southern uh, Seven Lenses. If you've not seen it, go check it out. Uh, the exhibit is down at Creative Arts Workshop. I have no idea what comes next. Um, I, I I don't know what to make of what's going on at the Ely Center. They sent out some letter. I'm I'm gonna just act like they don't exist for a minute because <laughs> uh, I I just feel. I, 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 you know, you, you can't talk about uh, someone who has served time for something uh, and then it gets out there and somebody wants to either blackmail them or shame them about it. And then you write this letter sort of saying, I, I don't, I, I just don't know what to make of it. I, I, I have some real feelings about it. And I've said as much, you know, like, how are you, how, you know, people want to continue to penalize people uh, for things that they've done in the past. And uh, I just feel some kind of way. So, so anyway, I, I'm going to leave them to uh, whatever it is that they're doing over there. And uh, I'm going to try to stay out the way. <laughs> uh, although I probably won't be able to stay out the way because as the conversation keeps going, it's just going to get on my nerves. <sighs> and I'm going to have to have a conversation. And, uh, or just, I don't know. What, what I find interesting is that the very people who created a mess at art space are the very people who are trying to do some healing work at the Ely Center. And that's where I'm going to leave that. So uh, that's it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how on one hand you could, you could be an assassin to somebody Yes. Yes. I I I'm a yeah, I'm a I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. And uh you know I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna just watch 
from afar. Uh, I'm just going to watch from afar and see what people do. Uh, that's it. <laughs> I don't I don't know what else to say about it. I'm a I'm just going to watch from afar. And uh if somebody asks me directly what I think, I'll just tell them, but I'm just going to watch and see all this play out. Cuz my my nerves for this kind of foolishness where it doesn't need to be foolishness. Uh, I just, I don't get it. So I'm just going to leave it alone. Uh, not leave it alone, but just monitor. You know what I mean? I just, I'll just monitor. You know, and I, you know, whatever people. Yes. You know. So uh, that's it. That is the way of the world. That is the way of the world. So anyway, I've got other fish to fry, Babas. Other fish to fry. <laughs> and you know, I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave white supremacist organizations to do their white supremacist things. Uh I and I I you know, I I I get it. There are people in this world that will jump in there and want to dismantle things. And we should have people willing and ready to dismantle systems. But you know what I want to do? Because <laughs> I'm I'm 60. <laughs> and uh, with that comes a level of privilege uh, that I get to enjoy. That I want to be with my friends, having good cocktails, eating good food, in a place that is beautiful. That's it. I there's I don't have another I don't have another dream. I, that's that's the ultimate dream. All the all the other things that I'm into right now is lovely and it's what I want to be doing. But ultimately I just want to be in a beautiful space drinking good cocktails, eating good food with my friends. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that that is it. There's no other. I don't know what else to tell you. You know, I I don't spend a, the majority of my life in community of community for community to community with community. And uh, yeah. And and that that will never end, and that does not change. I got this flower ring off a cupcake last night that I couldn't eat, but it was on the cupcake. And I, I love, yeah, I love yellow. So I just love yellow. So I'm, I'm wearing my, my, my yellow flower. I'm excited to wear. So there's that part. So yeah, so I, I'll just, uh, just uh I'm ex I, I tell you what I tell you what I'm excited about I love that the uh arts and ideas people have put out their uh stuff so uh, and that's really 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 nice so 
I don't know where Carissa Van Tassel is. Where is she? She looks like she's in a place that I I don't know. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, our friend Tip Cabral and uh, Ari are opening a new restaurant in Worcester Square. Uh, I think they took over the old Tony and Lucille's uh, space. Uh, so... Uh, um, and it's called Goya, which is Italian for joy. So I, I got the press release. I'm excited. I need to catch up with them and see if they want to come on and talk about all this new food. And they specifically in the press release talked about they got vegan food too. <laughs> I was like, I, I know that was a nod to me. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out and, uh, see if I can't have them come on. I've had them on before when they were doing like cocktail week and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, when they do like projects and stuff. So I'm gonna have them on, uh, to talk about this new restaurant. Cause I I'm interested in it and, uh, you know, I'm gonna be right there. And get me a signature cocktail. Uh, uh, get me a beautiful, uh, get me a signature cocktail. And I can't wait to see the menu. Can't wait to see what they do. I mean, I love the way Ari cooks anyway, because Roya was one of my favorite places. And he was always making me vegan stuff. So, you know, uh, that I thought was amazing. So, yeah, there we go. Anyway, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Oh, peace and blessings. So, um, let's see. I got about a few more minutes before we take a break and then I come back with Anru, who's going to get us right with our reaches. We're going to, you know, commune with the ancestors and, uh, and just check in with people and see how they're feeling from a very spiritual place. Because these times are challenging. And uh, and every day, uh, people are underneath underneath it with ex- uh, underneath extraordinary pressure and all the things. And so, uh, you know, uh, we we like to spend a little time checking in into our inner selves. And talking with the ancestors for guidance, and that, and they will guide you if you tuned in. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to having him on, uh, as usual. Uh, he is a staple of the show, and uh, and he is so well received, and it's very nice to uh, have him uh, on. So, yes, Enru, ten fifteen. He'll be on. I love when we start the call, the the prayer, and uh, and it just you know, it just settles you, doesn't it? That's 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 how I feel. Uh, it just settles me. So I hope you get some value out of that, because I know I do. So, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. Take leave. And uh, I'll be back at 10.15 with Anru, and we will uh, get into it. 
I'll be right back. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. While COVID may not stop a baby's heart, isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhbvax.org. Even in strange times, I'll find my strength. Even when down, I'll stand. Do you love me? Don't belong. Sometimes I wish I was born. Need a bigger knife to cut through the tension How about the fact that you can't see through it? 
Never mattered in the past, feel the blast of the truth Coming back to retract what you knew But you never had a path to pursue Kick it out of our own way, flipping down the causeway So we feel the heat as we're running down the streets of our own brain Now we're getting lost and it's causing confusion It's cold fusion I don't know what you've been told But I'm trying to control
every time I drive by And I roll down the window to raise up my hand And we flash each other the peace sign And it flows like a river the same way every day And I look forward to it every time I hope you have someone like that in your life Who waves to you and makes you feel fine And the old woman who works in the grocery store I can tell has the hearts for me She blinks her fake eyelashes slowly Clicks her gum in a seductive way And it flows like a river the same way every day And I look forward to it every time I hope you have someone like that in your life Who winks at you and makes you feel fine Cause it's a long way down the river And it's a long way home And I hope you have someone Special in your life Who smiles with you and helps you have fun And the old man in the tall house next door to me Walks his old dog every day and I watch as he walks by my window And one day I'm gonna say hey And it flows like a river the same way every day And I look forward to it every time I hope you have someone like that in your life To say hey to and make feel fine Cause it's a long way down the river And it's a long way home in your life who smiles with you and helps you have fun yes I hope you have someone special in your life who smiles with you and helps you have fun time goes by so fast like a blink of an eye Every second you live A part of you will die No control over what you are And what is real Make decisions based on the last little fairy tales Can I tell you a story or two?
darkness away from your heart Slowly enters in and then it claws you apart Spark your flame until your fire explodes You won't be scared if you're led by the light and hope Don't let the weight of this world Don't let it get you Don't let it get you Forgive like you've never been hurt And peace will find you Yes, peace will find you to the second hour of love babs love talk i'm babs rolls ivy and that's on rue <laughs> hello on rue how are you good morning babs i'm doing you? well yeah happy spring i know oh my god although i feel like we've had spring all winter <laughs> i know that's the unfortunate but now it actually is spring so and, and not actually a winter but actually not actually a climate change impacted winter. No. Yes. No, we've had, we, we, we've been enjoying Virginia. (laughs) Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah, And that's not new England. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, 
the times they are changing. Yes. And who knows what, who, you know, listen, we are not good stewards of this earth. And so the earth reacts in kind. (laughs) So there's that part. Yes. Would you like to get us started with the, uh, my favorite thing? I think we, I think that's a good idea. All right. All right. So again, we are welcoming and honoring our relationship with our ancestors. We, with this chant, this Yoruba chant, um, we call to them and we honor them for the blessings, the goodness, the love, the gifts that they have left for us here. We honor them for that. And we are telling them we're also using those gifts today. Ba ba ba, tofu washeo. Ba ba ba, tofu washeo. Ba ba ba, tofu washeo. Ba ba ba. Tofu Bye ye Amen. Yes. All right. What's on your heart and minds today? Well, it's spring. It is. That's a, you know, glorious beginning time, this reawakening time, this um, lot happens in the spring. You know, it's not even like a, I mean, there's this interesting place where we can, we can imagine that like kind of the winter is when things are like dead and gone and disappeared, but they're really just slowed and dormant and there's also things that are that really do come alive and and wake up in the spring so there's some of that um before i forget though i want to shout out um a book that a friend of mine a dear friend of mine uh wrote and is now out it's called black earth wisdom uh, by leah penniman Yes. And I also shout it out. Um, I mean, it's a brilliant book. It's really about the honoring both the legacy, but also in the present time, the variety of Black voices um, 
and people who are honoring the earth in the sciences, in religion, spirituality, and creativity, and art and writing. So it's who are the kind of really honoring this legacy, which is which is current around Black people's uh, sacred and ongoing relationship to the earth. And I also shouted out um, because I'm one of the people who are in it who she interviewed. Um, and so it's really this piece around like her interviewing different people, um, primarily in this country, um, though not, not all are US citizens, but it's, it's folks who are in this country. Um, and so it's just this wonderful reminder, I think also as spring is happening, right? There's this in New England, uh, a more explicit shifting of plants budding and birds starting to get excited about having babies and finding people. Um, <clears throat> that this honoring um, as African heritage people, we have held for thousands and thousands of years. And even through the genocide and the institution of slavery here are things that we've still held on to and have honored. And it can be something that um, can appear, right? Really divorced from and separate from blackness, but it really is a fundamental part of who we are. Um, mm. Yes, we have had traumatic experiences with the land and with wilderness here on this land as well because of slavery and because of the institutions that followed slavery. Um, and we are also children and stewards and have traditions of healthy stewardship and relationship with the earth and all the beings that are here. So I think those two things kind of really intersect for me. So I want to highlight both of those, right, this um, ways that um, we are people of the earth and the land. And we have to keep continuing to remind ourselves of that and find the ways of, of health and healing in relation with that, because the system that we're in continues to um, treat the earth and all its beings as resources and as sources of exploitation um, in the ways, in the same ways that we have as African heritage people and Indigenous people here have been treated by these systems. So I guess we'll start there. <laughs> oh, Lord. How's that? Happy spring. Happy spring. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh, jump in where you fit in. Listen, jump in. Any. <laughs> I am struck by um, the uh, just thinking about our relationship to wilderness and, yes. and what that means. Like that's, you know, I, I never think about, I never think about us having uh, a challenging relationship to wilderness. Mm. I always, I, you know, I, I, I never think about it in that way. Um, so I feel like I'm in for some enlightenment. Mm, the ways that it's challenging. Yeah. Well, so if you look on one hand, kind of like the environmental movement, all right, or like who, where is the promotion of kind of outdoor activities, right? So not that the end all be all is kind of camping and hiking, but with that, right, how is that open to people? And who is it really open to, right? And, you know, for the most part, if you go into those spaces, you don't see a lot of black and brown. Mm. 
that's changing, um, but that's not typically where um, uh, where our people flock to, right? Or are invited into, or are um, not um, also side-eyed when we're in those spaces or even persecuted in those spaces. Um, or why are you here? Or should you be here? Or And then also we have these um, aspects. Most of those open spaces are in, you know, they're not, I mean, New Haven is, is, is I think, and some places are kind of well positioned because we have very close access to, to nature here. Um, and, you know, I see even when there's close proximity, there's still this place of like of fear because it's not, we're not taught that this is just a natural place to be. It becomes like, oh, but what's here? The scary things and what's going to jump out at me? Either wildlife or like, <laughs> racist folks in the woods. Right, with guns, right? And so those are ideas, but those can be uh, also some of those things are grounded in reality. Uh, not so much the nature coming after us, like most animals, they hear or smell a person, they go and turn the other way. Um, but these are things that we, we're not um, welcomed into in the ways that, you know, we're welcomed into kind of what, what urban life is, right? We look at like, Blackness and like code words of like, you know, urban culture, right? That's coding for blackness, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, not wilderness is not coded for blackness in this country. Wow. Whoa, that's this other, that's the people on the tour, whatever it is, right? But it's out there, right? Going to, going to outdoor outfitting places. Not a lot of black and brown there. Mm -hmm. It's changing, right? And some of that is like, you also look at what um, the money that gets tied into that, right? So, oh, you have to have gear and specialty clothing and all the things to then access and, you know, how's that gonna happen? Um, and there are some organizations um, that are kind of trying to do different around that um, and people can, Certainly look them up. I'm not like, I don't have an exhaustive list of them, but one that stands out in my mind is, is one called Outdoor Afro, which is really yes. about just having ordinary experiences, go on a hike with Black people and like, oh, this is a real thing, whether it's for exercise or whatever, right? Um, it doesn't have to be kind of the most intense or kind of deepest thing. Um, and, and, and this other interesting piece of, you know, so much of our, there are these, these two places of connection and trauma in, in relationship to the land here, um, on this, in this land here that we're in. Connection, because that's where we come from as African heritage people living in harmony with the land. And then we're kind of brought over here because of slavery and kidnapped and brought over here and forced to toil on this land. And so that then switches this place of where it becomes trauma of farming, um, of being um, what happens when we're in relationship to the land or, or when there's kind of isolation that can happen or folks being hunted through the forest, right? Those things are very real things that we've also lived through. And again, this harmony of people living and wherever we are like, oh, well, there are plants here. And so how do we use the same um, relationship 
that we had as indigenous people in Africa here. So people are learning the, the plants here, how they use for medicine and healing. You know, uh, here at Tubman, being able to navigate and live in the woods to help people to travel from places of enslavement to places of, of more liberation. And so these, these anchors of skills and relationships to the land being actually vital to who we are and connected with our liberation and lots of healing that needs to be done um, in our relationship to the land and connected to our liberation. Um, so spring, I think as we kind of tie this back into it, is this, this opportunity of, oh, right, let me turn back into that and listen. And as things are coming out and emerging, you know, whether, you know, people are coming out of their homes more right, to enjoy that warmth, to get some more of that vitamin D that we can really be so easily depleted of here in New England. And then listening all that and to the, right, to the birds and to the animals and to the wind and the um, feeling the sun on us and the temperature shifting, smelling um, the earth itself thaw and soften and new life emerge and really waking up our senses to, to what's happening. Um, again, right, because of climate change here in New England, um, this has been a, a super warm and um, lack of snow winter. Um, and yet these cycles still continue. They're shifting and moving. Um, and if we want to shift and move with them, we also have to learn what it means to listen deeply to what nature is saying, both the nature in us in that relationship, as well as what are the plants and the animals and the beings saying. And can we listen to them so that we can honor that relationship so we can actually live on this planet longer because we need to <laughs> i want to live on the planet longer right um yet you know it's like destroying our home right that's not a that's not a metaphor you know it's not a theory it's what's mm -hmm. happening there is no a way right we're in the home and we're wrecking it and now we're like wow it's hard to breathe in here because we're Putting all these toxic fumes in our home and there's no more space because I can't lay down because I have garbage here and there's other things. Ah, I'm getting sick. Right, because this is what we're doing to our home. Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, that, I mean, that just sort of has so all kinds of spiritual connotations to it, right? Like, I, I see it. I feel it. Right. Um, and to uh and to frame it out and 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 so the so the dark side of that too for me Anru is how um we often find ourselves in uh having living on some of the most toxic toxic parts of town where yes. the land is is um hella challenged yeah and and there's a a a real history documented history of illness and disease yep. and sickness because yep. we are living on toxic land. And, and that's not far yep. and away. That's not just Detroit. You know what oh, I mean? No. Like a Michigan, no, no. that's Hamden, New Haven. Right. Right. So this is the legacy of the systems that we live in. Right. So to remember, it's not the land has been made this way because of choices that this culture makes around um, acceptable cost, right? So the acceptable cost is dumping these toxins 
first back into the earth. Like that's just, that's the number one piece. And then it becomes those things then being in proximity to poor people, to people of color. And that's this component of environmental racism that has continued ever since, um, quote, civilization landed here. Actually, I should say it actually started in these notions of civilization because you have this kind of waste, the kind of need to address like where waste goes. And if you're not holding, oh, nature, right? This is my home. Then it becomes somehow throw it away out there. And I'll throw it out to then the people who are marginalized because they don't really matter, right? That's this, this mentality of like some matter and some don't. And from an indigenous perspective, we actually all, it, we're all in sacred relationship with each other. And so we take care of each other and we honor each other in that partnership. And that would mean shifting how things get made, which then shifts how things get disposed of. And so that's the kind of undoing that needs to happen. And yes, in the meantime, poor folks and, and people of color live in these places that have been made toxic, right? So it's not to say like, oh, here's the toxic, you know, all this, this poison that's in the rivers. Now go swim in the river because it's this beautiful, how are you going to connect the river? It's wondrous thing. No, that, you don't want to do that. But can you also shift the thinking of like, oh, this river is a being and uh, this culture is making it ill. How can I be a part of making it well? Because mm. its wellness is about my wellness. And how do I not contribute, right? So this, this also goes back into the ways that we as um, African heritage indigenous people internalize and buy in to this lie about success, this lie about civilization. And so we contribute to throwing things away, to consuming irresponsibly, to contributing to pollution. Um, now, to be clear, us as individuals, our contribution to that pollution and the climate change is, is minuscule compared to what corporations are doing. And I, don't, I think it's really important to see, you know, like I'm doing my little recycling bit is good, but that's not the thing that's going to transform um, what's happening, right? It's it it has to move on these places of policy and of corporations and this note of what you know, what capitalism does and what colonialism does. Um, that's where um, the kind of big pushes are, that are happening, which are really destroying people and communities in the land and beings, right? Beings are, are going extinct, di disappearing, just as indigenous people, right, have been disappeared in the loss of language and culture and ways of being, right? So this is happening across the board because of what this notion of civilization and development is, um, which is not sustainable as we are now all facing. Mm. So with that heaviness, right, oh, the bad, right, there's also, oh, can I be with that and be with actually the blessings and the positivity and the good relationship? Can I foster a good relationship with nature and the land and these forces, even as these other systems are trying to undo it? 
Because that's actually been our story anyway. Mm -hmm. I love myself. Can I love my people even as we're still being oppressed by these systems that tell me, me and my people are no good. It's It's the same process, right? Can I come out from under that lie to find the love and connection that I know is there, right? That's the undoing of our internalized um, oppression, right? We then other ourselves and we other people like us, we other nature. Oh, that's just, that's just trees. That's just for making lumber to build a thing, right? That's what that's for versus, oh, these are, there's the sacred and the divine in and of all these things for us to be in a relationship with, to actually make sure that we live a good life, not just to have this um, abstract connectivity, but literally so that we can live for seven, for 20, for 50, for hundred generations, instead of like, well, mm, maybe <laughs> four, right? Instead of the viewpoint of like, if I get mine and my children get theirs, that's all that matters. That's not sustainable. That's not how we've gotten to this point as human beings. But that is an active undoing that we're doing because of this certain mentality. And so even with that pain, can we, just as we've been with pain and trauma, just by being a a person who is in a marginalized group in this culture, can we find our way to love, to self-love, to loving who we're actually in relationship with. We find our way out from the, the stories of who is and who isn't worthwhile to see that, well, maybe, wow, maybe we're all worthwhile. Maybe we all have value. Maybe not just out there, but maybe I am really worthwhile. And I have value just because. And let me connect with others and pull them close to me so that we can reinforce that and be well and whole and and actually be here to explore and to be in what this life has for us instead of being here to serve that uh, corporation that job slot that idea of success that idea of oh now i have value because i have this many followers now i'm good now i'm liked so now now i can be happy with myself oh Someone didn't like the thing. Now I'm bad. Now I'm nothing. (laughs) What do I need to do to get that back? Right? Or it's all too hard. Let me just tune out. Let me numb out. Um, That's not why we're here. Mm. And not that I know why, but I know it's not that. That's not enough. That's not, you know, when I think about my experience just with life and being here, right? It's bigger than what I think it is. Life is bigger than our notions of it. And so can we hold some of that um, as we're going our day-to-day, as we step outside the door and it's, oh, and the birds are singing again. Oh, oh, look at those those buds are coming up. Hmm. (laughs) Things are still trying to be alive. And we also continue to try to be alive and then address the things that are telling us no. These are the conditions. These are the circumstances you have to live under. This is what life is or isn't. Oh, is that helpful or not helpful? 
Do I just need to step out of the way or do I need to stop that and move it and be with other people to help do that? Because the messages of being small, right? Being beholden to are relentless. And so we also need to be relentless in our in our love, in our health, in our healing, in our wholeness, in our connection to mystery and wonder, in our connection to being a, a human being, right? And the, we don't even understand what that is, right? Um, with other people. So let's try let's try that this spring. Right. Let's listen to like the song of life and let's let it inspire us. Like, oh, what do I need to do to come alive? What's my song? <laughs> my little fancy dance to show, show that I'm here and ready for action. <laughs> I love it. That's a good way to think about spring, particularly now that, you know, we're in Lent. Yesterday was the first day of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. there is something to be said for for all of the religion, religious, spiritual things that are converging all at once uh, right. with the renewal. Right. Yep. Of the earth, Easter, right? Passover is coming, right? Yeah, yeah. All, all these things which recognize, well, which can mark a time of. Uh, this kind of deeper reflection of, oh, like life is still here and and cycles keep happening, right? It's not just one plateau of something or just a, uh, a movement in one direction or another. There are these cycles that happen. Birthdays coming and going, right? People getting older, people getting born, people dying, like, oh, this is also what is happening. And, and I think that it gets to it's powerful to pause in those spaces and kind of take stock and like, you know, what have I escaped from? What am I thankful for? What am I letting go of? What am I, what's being renewed? What's being reborn? Um, how, do I, how am I reinvigorating this relationship with life itself and with the divine and with this community of beings and human and otherwise who are also here? Um, as I like consciously take these steps in the world. Um, and I do that um, with that hopefulness, right? Or with the openness and courage and trust to be vulnerable, right? Those tender things that come out are very vulnerable, right? It's vulnerable to all of a sudden be singing out loud. All kinds of things will notice you, right? and right so and can we so like as a concrete thing right so if i'm loving nature and i want to go out and i'm going to a place that like there are not a lot of black and brown people i will be noticed differently than just another hiker on a trail and can i also not get caught up in how what i imagine that to be and can i also you know, while being safe, because safety is always important, not be hypervigilant. Oh, they're all, everything is going to get me, right? Everything is dangerous. And how do I be there in a place and to connect with nature 
actually calm and regulate my system. I mean, for me, nature is really the place where I get to be a person. It's not, it's not about like me, be, like going out in the woods is not like, let me, I mean, this is also just kind of who I am, right? It's not like, let me go run into all the people out there, but it's actually like, let me be in spaces that I'm just, it's okay me just being me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not worried about what people think of me. I'm not worried about what I think other people think of me. I'm not worried about like, are people happy to see me or not happy to see me? It's like, oh, that's, that's a squirrel just running over there. And it's responding to me as a person, like a person or am I still? And it is not responding to me as like a threat. It's like, oh, you're there. That's fine. I'm over here doing my thing. You're doing your thing. We're just here being. And it's very rare. Um, to get to be in spaces where just being is all that's asked. Yeah. Yeah. And that's outside. That's outside. That's outside. Because it also is, is, it's outside of, of our idea that in order to be in that space, we have to control it and curate it. We actually get to be outside in a space that we didn't, make right it's not like my cozy thing here and the thing that's affirming and the thing i'm listening to and i'm looking at it's like oh i did not do this and i am still my wholeness and my beingness is is a is welcome Hmm. Hmm. right and so these you know the orisha yoruba practice and many indigenous practices have helped to give me tools to like dive into those places even more. But even before I had these practices, I was touching upon this feeling of like, oh, the nature is like, I can just like be here. And I can like be the complexity of who I am and I can be here. And it's like, yes, do that. Be that way. Sure. That's a good message today. Just the right thing for this moment for spring. Yeah, it gives some it gives gives people opportunity to think about it, their relationship to the land, to being outside, mm-hmm. uh, to sit with it, and and to still enjoy the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. And if other things come up, let those be there too, because it can hold that too. Right? If grief comes up, if confusion comes up, right? if fear comes up, oh, I can, maybe I can be with that instead of running and hiding from it also. Right? And be, and then, and then I can also be with presence and joy as well. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Thank you so much. Henri will be back April 6th, y'all. So we'll have more of this. Yes, thank you, guys. <laughs> Happy spring, Henri. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Have a beautiful day. I love that ring of yours. I know. And this, I got it off a cupcake. <laughs> however, screams, however you get it. <laughs> it just screams spring to me. I was like, I, and it's a little plastic, you know. Yeah, but great. I just lo- I love it. So thank great. you for noticing it. Yeah. So. Yes, wonderful. <laughs> all right thank y'all i will be back tomorrow tomorrow's friday i've got ryan 
Ryan Rook, who is the aquatics director for uh, Leap, and she's going to come on and talk about black folks need to know how to swim. So that's what we talk about. There you go. <laughs> a relationship so, with water. That's what we need. A relationship with water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. All thank right you now. so much, Aru. Have a good day. Right. Harry, day. thank you so right much. Now. Paul, thank, thank you, you so Harry. much. I'll be back tomorrow, y'all. Hi, this is Bath Rolls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Live, 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 live.